0: Hello and welcome to the Roman League Podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. Today's episode, I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to pivot and talk about my favorite teams offseason so far in the NBA and that's the Washington Wizards. Now, obviously, this is a predominantly football podcast. Whether it means such a dead period in the league, obviously, still a couple weeks in training camp. Obviously, Beni Campbell from about ended about two or three weeks ago. Uh, I thought it'd be time to talk about some NBA. Obviously, there's a lot of fun things happening in the NBA, whether it's summer league, the draft a few weeks ago for agency. Um, so I just thought you know, do something a little different in the pod. So I understand if you guys don't want to listen, but I'm here to talk about po- basketball here on this episode. So without further ado, let's get started.
1: Guys, are you looking for that extra confidence when it's time to have fun? Let me tell you about BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. BlueChew's tablets help men combat all forms of ED. BlueChew is also an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days, and the best part, all done online. BlueChew's tablets, made in the United States, and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LEAGUE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com promo code LEAGUE L-E-A-G-U-E to receive your first month free.
0: I talking about with... Uh, the Wizards obviously are going to start with Bradley Beal's extension, five years, over two hundred fifty million. Um, I'm a huge Bradley Beal fan. I've always been a big fan of him, going back to 2012 when he was drafted third overall by the Wizards, um, behind Anthony Davis and Michael kid who is out of the league now. Thank God Charlotte for picking Michael Kidd-Gilchrist over Bradley Beal. I know a lot of people were contentious about Brad getting his extension. You know, they think he's not worth it or whatnot. Um, he's a superstar player in this league. Washington has not really had a lot of them, um, and. They can't let him go. I know people are upset the way the money they gave him, but um, he's shown his loyalty. And, you know, fans should take you know pride in the fact that a superstar player wants to stay here because whether it be football, basketball, baseball, that hasn't always been the case. And having a guy that's been indebted to this community and made roots in this community doing as much as he does um, off the basketball court is such a great, great thing to see. And honestly, he is my favorite athlete um, today, and especially in D.C. sports, I love the way he does such, you know, big things in his philanthropic efforts. And I love the way he plays. I mean, he's such a great um, three-level scorer. Um, he obviously had a down year last year before he had a wrist injury, had to miss half the season, basically. But um, he's a stud. And like I said, I, I, he needs help. I, I really, really hope that they're able to put a winning team around him because he's shown his loyalty and showing everything that he wants to do and wants to stay in dc and wants to win in dc i know the no trade clause is huge that people were upset about the washington gave to him but um i still in the end you know if he wants to request a trade in a couple of years to win if he hasn't happened in washington he still can do it but obviously it does you know further that input i guess further washington's efforts to do so but obviously that's the worst case scenario hopefully washington ability build a team around him continue to get better um and you know build at least a formidable top four top five team in the eastern conference so um they just need to get him up and i think brad's gonna get back to that 28 to 30 point score next year um he's still one of the most talented scorers in all the nba's the top three nba shooting guard um for sure and uh he's only just turned 29 years old so uh you're not gonna hear me say anything bad about bradley bill obviously coming out as bias um but again i think i'm very very happy he's here to stay in Washington. um it's a great day um to show that the a player wants, an athlete wants to stay in this city and continue to, you know, settle down his roots. Um, so I really hope that Washington is able to build a contending team around him and prove him right and then his loyalty right. Because I, I think he deserves it more than anyone to help win this team, this uh, um, city a championship. Um, obviously, this city's won some championships recently, whether it would be. Um, Uh, the Nationals, the Capitals, the Mystics. Um, But me, I've been a huge Washington football fan, Redskins and Commanders now, and a huge Washington Wizards fan my whole life. It would definitely be something different to see those two win a championship for me, just speaking from my personal perspective. So I'd love to see the Commanders and Wizards back on top, and I'm really, really hoping that happens sooner rather than later. Um, in, in the draft, they take Johnny Davis, a guard from Wisconsin. He's 6'5", 194. He's only 20 years old. He had a really good sophomore year, a big jump from his freshman year, averaged nearly 20 points a game and eight rebounds, eight runs is a lot for a shooting guard. Um, in college, obviously, if he can translate to the NBA, that would be huge. He's had a rough start to the summer league. Um, in the first two games... He's looked pretty pedestrian, and that's obviously not a good start. Yes, it's just summer league, but hopefully he can do something that can give this Washington franchise something to be inspired about and you know see if he can earn some minutes here in his first year. I'm going to need to back up to Brad anyways. So hopefully Johnny Davis can do that for them um, because being the 10th pick, you'd like for him to at least be a rotational player. Obviously the last couple of years of drafts, whether it be Rui, Denny, Avdia, Corey Kispert, they're all solid rotational players, no stars. Maybe Denny can hit that um, as he continues to put in the work. He's definitely a hard worker and a willing learner from what um, everyone has said by all accounts. And I'm really high on Denny. I think he's gonna be a really good defensive player Well, actually already is. If he can develop his offensive game, he probably has the most potential out of those three guys between Rui, Denny, and Corey Kispert and now Johnny Davis um the trade they made where they traded kcp Catavius, caldwell pope and uh ish smith um the longtime nba guard ish obviously keeps going back and forth between i think he now has nba record 14 team now going from ig I and mean, going from uh washington to denver and uh wizards got back now starting point guard Monté morris 621 he's 27 years old uh, in the prime of squared obviously he's familiar with west uncelled going back to their days in denver uh, monte morris had a really good year last year where he was actually the starter for jamal murray who had a torn acl miss all the year uh, all year uh, monte had 12.6 points a game 4.4 assists three rebounds he still has two years left on his deal and about 18 19 million that's to steal for a starting port guard in the nba um, i think he's gonna have a really good year back in west uncelled system he has more of, uh freedom to really run an offense. Obviously, everything ran through um, Nikola yukic and Devers, as it should. The two-time MVPs, you know, top five, top three NBA player. Um, but Monte is a guy I think is going to fit well with Brad. He's a forty percent three-point shooter. This team is really need three-point shooting, and Monte hopefully will give that for them. Um, so I think Monte is a really nice pickup to be the starting point guard. He's not a star, but I think he's a really solid starting point guard in the NBA. Especially he was a backup his first, you know, four years before starting last year. But I think Monte. Um, He's very excited to be here from what I've heard, and he's really happy to play with Brad, called him the best shooting guard in the league or one of the top of him, and he's always gonna have, he says he's gonna always challenge Brad and make sure he knows it and reminds him every day that, um, you know, he's one of the best players in the league. So I think that's a really good, you know, character to have in your team, Monte Morris. Also go back, Will Barton, the Baltimore native, he's 6'5", 181, he's 31 years old been around for a while it came out in 2012 just like Brad, he's played with portland and denver um he's always been a really good scorer off the bench and even starter he's probably gonna start as a small forward three position for washington he had 14.7 points last year 4.8 rebounds at 3.9 assist um he has one more year left on his deal um he's a guy that He's gonna provide some scoring for this team, you know, outside of Brad and Kuzma and KP. They want someone to come off the bench or at least give them some scoring uh, even at that three spot like um, Barton can do. I um, mean, he's a really good solid three point shooter, Still very good athletic player, good defensive player. Um, has a good size at 6'5". So Barton's a guy that I think was another good pickup for them. I think they definitely won that trade as much as Octavius Cole. Pope's a really good defensive player and good leader in that locker room. Getting two guys like that Morris and Barton was a really good trade. Another nice move by Tommy Shepard. So um, Barton's a guy that, again, I think will start at three. It'll be a good compliment to Brad um, uh, on the wing. So um, another good pickup there. Um, I think it's really good, obviously, fit with West, considering he had both those players in Denver. West really wants to instill his kind of brand of basketball and the way that he just wants to compete and compete hard on defense and really that'd be that cornerstone of this franchise because they definitely need it and they've obviously been a poor defensive franchise for a while now so hopefully west can turn that around uh then they signed Alon wright the point guard for kimmer from atlanta but he's played with sacramento um and among memphis and much of, among other teams and delon, DeLon Wright, 65 185 he's 30 years old he only had 4.4 points a game last year and 2.9 assists 2.4 rebounds but he's a guy that um is a really good defensive player this goes back to what i just said he's trying to instill some defense in this team he's gonna be the backup point guard he signed for a two-year mid-level exception to 16 mil so eight million a year um so Delon Wright's a guy that was another solid side he can bring big solid size that point guard position to play with brad when monte on the bench Um, and really, you know, help take some pressure off Brad on defense because Alon's calling hardest defense. He did average 10 points a game last year um, in Sacramento and Detroit. So he does have some, you know, offensive prowess. He's a solid three-point shooter too in the high 30s that year as well. So he can shoot. And again, he's mainly signed here to be a good defensive backup point guard and run that offense when Monte's on the bench. So another, you know, solid, you know, Quality, you know, depth signing um, for Tommy Shepard. And then lastly, the only guy they signed so far, other guys, Taj Gibson. Taj has been around forever, going back to Chicago with Tom Thibodeau and now with New York these last couple of years. He's just turned 37 years old. He's 6'9". He's going to be that third center behind Daniel Gafford and Christopher Porzingis. He a 4.4 4 points and 4.4 rebounds last year. Um, don't expect him to play a lot, but he's going to be a good veteran presence to have in that locker room um, to go along with Brad and Will Barton and uh, KP and guys like that that have been in the league for a good amount of time. So I think it was really nice signing again. Even if he doesn't play a lot, this is a good veteran presence to have in that locker room. Um, really, the only thing else, they, they heard some John Collins trade rumors a couple weeks ago that's died down. I really do like John Collins from Atlanta. He's a 20-10 and 10 guy, or close to it at least. He's a good three-point shooter. Um, not as great on defense, um, but I am high on him But I don't think that's gonna happen now They probably have to give up Kyle Kuzma in those those uh, scenarios And I think they value Kyle too much Kyle had a really good year for them last year 17 points a game was a top scorer once Brad went down um, And really I don't think they want to make that trade John Collins is under contract for four more years At a high rate over 100 million dollars Kuz only has really one more year before he has op out of his player option So it gives us more financial flexibility with Kuzma on the roster Instead of a guy like John Collins I think John Collins probably is a little better um, but They're different type of players as well, um, but again, I, I think Kuzma hopefully will even hit a stride now more, get into his second year in Washington, play with KP and Brad and his childhood friend and Monte Morris. They grew up together in Flint, Michigan. He was a college teammate at the right at Utah, so I'm sure he's very ecstatic to be here um, in D.C. with two of his closest friends, so I'm sure he doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, next would be the really high, hopefully, ceiling for KP and Brad. Brad never played with Porzingis last year after... Um, Porzingis came over in the Spencer Dinwiddie trade. Porzingis looked great; he averaged tw- over 20 points a game, eight rebounds, coming over from Dallas. Obviously, the biggest thing with him is also his injury history. He's a really solid three-point shooter. Um, he did really well in the defensive end; had you know, was a good block- shot blocker. Um, and when he plays on defense and tries on defense, um, he is one of the top you know rim protectors in the league. Um, so Porzingis is a guy that I think. As long as he's sick and healthy, if they can give him 60 to 65 games, that'd be huge for Washington. I think him and Brad can be a really nice one-two combo. Um, You're playing that one-two game, you know, the pick and roll game with those two will be dynamic. Um, And, you know, again, Porzingis is the best big man that Brad's ever played with. So hopefully that's a really, really good, strong pairing for this team and the foundations of this team. Obviously, Brad's a franchise player, but Porzingis is going to be right there behind him on who they're depending on to be the dynamic player um, on offense and defense. And then and right behind them. Um, and obviously you got Will Barton and then Monte Morris. And I think Gafford still has the potential to get even better on offense, and He's obviously very good at defense and a good rim runner as well. They could play Porzingis on the floor, Gafford at the five. Um, and they did that a little bit for a few games towards the end of the year last year. And it worked out well. It allowed Porzingis to play a little more um on the wings and shoot some more threes but obviously he's really good with his back to the basket as well and that's something he didn't do in dallas but i think he's more comfortable now in here in washington doing it um so again i like the depth of this team between brad obviously starting five should be morris brad barton kuzma and then um porzingis but then you have gaffer off the bench Rui, denny avdia Corey kispert delon wright um johnny davis taj gibson um you know guys like that so uh, i think avdia has another you know Ceiling to hit, like I mentioned earlier. I think Rui had obviously had a huge step in his game last year with his three-point shot. If he can become even more consistent with that, it's only going to make him better. He's going into a contract year, so obviously he's going to want to put up big numbers for this team. So um there's some potential there. If they guys, if they can play those first 10 to 15 hit last year, that would be huge. Obviously, that wasn't sustained, but if they can continue that through the year next year maybe they can get 45 to 48 wins. Um, again, this is me being a Wizards fan bias. Hopefully they can do it. I really want this team to win for Brad's purposes, so hopefully they can, like I said, get to those 45 to 48 wins. They haven't had 50 wins and. I think of what over 40 years, so that would be huge. But um, obviously, it's still a very, very tough Eastern Conference. You got Boston, obviously, coming up, coming off winning the Eastern Conference, and they got better with Malcolm Brogdon and Danilo Gallinari. Miami hasn't made too many moves, but obviously, they were in the Eastern Conference final last year, and there's always solid, tough-minded, defensive-oriented, and coached, you know, tremendously like Eric Spoelstra. Milwaukee obviously never going away with Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. They brought back Bobby Portis. Um, so they obviously will always still be there. Giannis is, you know, arguably the best player in the NBA. Philly, Embiid and Harden, uh, they did bring in P.J. Tucker and Daniel House to play really to help them on defense. I still don't know the ceiling of that team. I think Harden's only going to keep getting worse. And Embiid obviously is great, but he's always injury-prone. Toronto obviously had a really solid year last year, having made a lot of big additions besides uh, bringing in Otto Porter to come in and probably play off the bench for them. Atlanta made the huge t- trade for DeJounte Murray. He's one of the top young point guards in the NBA. He'll pair with Trey Young. I think it's going to be maybe an awkward fit just because they're both point guards. They like the ball in their hands. But Trey's probably going to play a little more like Seth now, Nell- a little off the ball more. So let's see how Atlanta is able to incorporate that. And then Chicago, uh, they brought back Zach Levine and, you know, really Sam Pack for the most part. So they have had a huge start in the first 30, 40 games before Taylor and off and finishing with the sixth seed. So those are top teams the East of Wizards are really going to have to contend with. Obviously, I didn't mention Brooklyn because obviously everything in the in the air with KD and Kyrie, they don't have to trade KD, KD, KD has four years left in his deal. Obviously, they more than likely will. But that just is what it is. So maybe Washington can top that, crack that top six. Everything breaks right. Maybe they can get another make another trade if whether it's consolidating guys like Denny and Rui and Kispert or even Johnny Davis with some picks to so maybe get a you know third-level star or whatever. But obviously I don't see that happening anytime soon maybe they have a great start to the year they can you know see a deal that opens up for that but um, again i think the ceiling may be 45 to 48 wins with maybe closer to 40 41 fighting for the plan but hopefully i'm wrong hopefully they have a really good season i'm really really hoping for it um love watching this team love watching brad and hopefully they can you know build a true winning team around him and the other move around the nba obviously mentioned briefly with KD, Kyrie looks like he's going to will to go to la don't know if that's going to happen again russ westbrook's gonna have to come back in that trade along with some other factors because russ makes 47 million k Kay- Kyrie makes 36 so they have to balance those, those contracts one way or the other um but again that's going to be probably not solved with kd rudy gobert was traded from utah to uh, minnesota with the huge trade down protected first that we went the other way and between Patrick Beverly and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt and the rookie Walker Kessler. That was a huge trade going to Minnesota to see how he fits. Now the Carlisle think town's going to play power forward now, but Minnesota obviously is going for it after that huge trade to get Gobert. Mentioned earlier the John T. Murray trade Atlanta, obviously, is trying to bounce back up a disappointing year last year where they got to play and finish with the eighth seed before losing to Miami in the first round. So they're going in on that. They did trade Kevin Herter over Sacramento. Um, he's always been a good shooter for them, but obviously they have a lot of guys in the wing now. So they had to consolidate that to an extent. Malcolm Brogdon to Boston was a you know really good move for Boston, really for nothing. The first round pick and really guys at depth that probably Indiana is not even going to keep. It was more of a salary cap-shedding move. Excuse me for um, Indiana. It was interesting to hear Malcolm Brockman say that he thought he was going to Washington in his first really interview since that he thought that's where he was going so where he's really kind of been homegrown or he went to UVA and obviously had a lot of roots in the DMV area. I think that would have been a nice trade, but I think whether it's the right thing of not giving up the 10th pick for him, I don't think he would have been worth that for that. But he's going to be a really good sixth man for Boston coming off the bench for Ima um, Yudoka and replacing Marcus Smart when Smart, need, Smart needs a rest. Jalen Brunson obviously going to the Knicks that was another big move I think the Knicks were weird how much they were so inclined to go after him he's a really good guard but they treated him like he was you know a top five player in this league that they needed to do everything they can to give him a max contract so hopefully he works out for New York um, he obviously has ties there with his dad on the coach staff now in New York but um, and he's a good guard I'm not saying he had a great playoffs and a really good year last year even when Luke was hurt so that was a nice he had a really nice year last year and I'm sure he's gonna do well in New York but I just thought it was odd how New York made it a mission to clear as much cast base off as possible for to get him because it's not like he is an all-star in this league um, but again he's a very good point guard but it's not like he's you know a top five top ten player at this position and then obviously james harden opting and out of his deal and re-signing with philly he saved some money for them to make room to get a guy like pg tucker and daniel house but again he had such a horrible run last year and he doesn't take himself seriously when it comes to his conditioning and then even how he still loves the party in and after games throughout the year so um I don't know how Philly's gonna do with him obviously Embiid is you know one of the best big man in the league if not the best big man outside of Jokic but um they're really banking on Harden to you know be that second star for him but if and he struggled in the postseason like he did again this past year so we'll see what happens with that but you know with that uh, that will conclude this Roman League episode I love the NBA and Washington Blues it was nice to talk about basketball Especially when there's not much going on in football right now. Obviously, I'll get right back to football next week and talk about um, probably more so fantasy football and maybe preview training camp for Washington Commanders. Hopefully, the Wizards can make a few more impact moves and move the ladder in the east. It'd be really nice to see the Commanders and Wizards back on the rise of 2022. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout21 and Instagram at pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.